Fancy managers, welcome back to the FPL Addicts YouTube channel. I'm back to another preview podcast this time, previewing game week 11, the final game week before yet another international break. Can I just say, as we start, that how schmick was that? Another little intro. So uh, Jack Gillibrand behind it all, Mr. Producer himself, doing absolutely top jobs on the on the production. So uh, class work Stop again. It. We'll start with Stop we'll start it, with man. you, mate. We'll start with you, mate. We'll introduce you first. How you doing, pal? Yeah, good, mate. I think, uh, yeah, I'm just trying out something new then. And uh, yeah, I might have pressed the wrong button at one point, but yeah, all good. Uh, ready ready for the podcast. Missed you guys. So it's good to be back in the studio with everyone. Yeah, I'm ready to go. How are yeah, you feeling, Ollie? Sorry, mate, before we get going, we never ask how you are. Well, it's not the right week to ask how I am, mate. Um, with, the, with, the, with the shirt that I'm wearing, if people don't get the context, then uh, I don't really want to dwell on it too much, but... Um... I'll fill you fill you lot in. Worst home loss in 146 years this morning for overs. So uh, less said about that, the better. But uh, Guru, I suppose we can move on to more positive things. How are you doing, mate? A lot better than you, mate. A lot better than you. You know, buzzing off a, a good FPL week. Conte's in. Nuno is gone. And I can't wait for game week 11. Yeah, at least your club can sack you, managers. My days. Um, ours need sacking, but again, <laughs> on to that another time. Reedy, you're obviously buzzing with the football last night. Your time as well with Liverpool getting the job done. How are you doing, mate? Is that carried over? Yeah, not not to rub any salt in the wounds, mate, on your situation, but um, yeah, brilliant game last night. I really enjoyed it. You know, was uh, beating, beating Atletico comfortably, so um, qualified for the next round. So I'm happy. On to FPL now. So yeah, Let's get on to FPL. Let's not talk about any actual football or else I might just get myself in, get myself into a state of sadness. But welcome back to the FPL Addicts News channel. As we say, a uh, reminder that we release the full game week players every week, which includes team selection. Of course, this preview podcast, which you're watching right now, the Guru Scout 11 and Hot Tips, along with heaps of FPL content with views and opinions from all of us on the panel. Thanks to everyone who has supported us so far. We've got past 100 subs on YouTube and uh, we're around that 1,000 subs on, uh, 1,000 followers rather, on Twitter. So if you're enjoying our content, make sure to give the video a like. And if you're new to the podcast, subscribe, turn the notification bell on. If you're listening on Apple, please do leave us a review. It really does help us spread the word. And if you're not following us over there on Twitter, you should be doing so. Of course, this is FPL Addicts, powered by Esports Live and sponsored by Bonus Bank. So, in terms of... We'll try again. In terms of the game week review, lads, uh, we've got the results to look over. Jack, we're going to start with you, mate. What uh, result are you going to highlight for us? Oh, it's a bit more difficult without the fixtures on the screen, Ollie, coming to the top of my head. But obviously, I need to speak about, um, obviously, United um, versus Tottenham, don't we? <laughs> Guru. <laughs> mate, I I, I think this talk is about what you like. I got yeah. what I wanted. Well, you've from moved that on game. now, haven't you? You've moved on. So. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'll touch on United. Obviously, um, buzzing to be back. We played against a poor Tottenham team. They've now sorted their situation out, obviously, um, and United kind of sorted theirs out for you know for one for one weekend. It's a it's a sign of things to come. Hopefully, it wasn't great during the you know during the Champions League this week. We went back to four two three one after we, after Varane got injured. So I'm a bit concerned about how that's going. And Varane's out for a month. Uh, but yeah, the assets, obviously, Ronaldo, he's the, he's the main man. He was back. He scored all the goals for us. I think he's got nine and 11 now. Um, so yeah, he, he's back. He's scoring the goals. He's an asset to be looking at if you haven't already got him. I know he did well for the guru because uh, he held on to him. But yeah, it's all about Cristiano and the hype now. And it's not, you know it's not fake. It's real. We've just got to do the rest of the job around it. So yeah, uh, United looking good for one game week. But City this weekend, so... 
Yeah, I think I think you'll go and get something against City. I've just got a feeling that you might turn them over, but more on that later, mate. You're having a go at me putting not putting my screen up, and I do apologise for the for the for the problems there. But mate, I thought you'd have something prepared on the spot, mate. Like, come on, goes goes. Oh, there, there's me giving your heads giving your heads up in the comments about three minutes ago. <laughs> right. Get prepared. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I can't have a go at anyone's preparation. You're not wrong, but uh, Matt, have you got a right of reply there to uh, to Jack? Obviously, the unhappy of the two teams in that game there. Yeah, look. Um... We got turned over well and truly, and um, yeah, you know, I've been saying it all week. We lost, uh, we lost the battle, but I think we won the war. Um, you know, with the Conte appointment, so um, yeah. Look, and, and from an FPL perspective, I did okay with with Ronaldo, but um, yeah, it was a well deserved win for United, and um, yeah, not much else to say. It was yeah, a bit of a battering in the end. Oh, it comes out to that. On, it, was on, sorry, it, was inf- it was infuriating the guru not being upset about it. All I want to do was show, like, throw a few pelters at him. And he wasn't even mad. He was just so happy that Nuno got smashed and then he was getting the sack. So that was a tough one to take. Yeah, couldn't uh, have too much panic because he was just agreeing with every- everything I said. So, yeah, a bit, yeah, bit tough that one. I mean, at least he's got past it. At least he's got past it. So that's a positive from, uh, from Matt's point of view. You've got a game that you want to highlight for us, Matt? I suppose it's not the Spurs United one. No, look, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with Aston Villa versus West Ham. Um, 4-1 to West Ham. It's just unbelievable getting four goals at Villa Park. You know, they brushed them aside. Um, some really big FPL assets in that game as well. Um, ben Johnson, who I'd, I'd seen you'd mentioned on Twitter, Ollie. Um, you know, obviously at 3.9 million. So really good differential pick by you. Um, Declan Rice, I know uh, Daniel D10 picked him as his differential. I'd picked four nails and, and Bowen. So, um, you know, West Ham just cleaned up and were brilliant. And, and Aston Villa have um, just fallen off a cliff of, of lately. So, um, yeah, that result was just an absolute hammering that I didn't quite expect. So, um, yeah, that one definitely stands out for me. Yeah, of course, I mentioned Ben Johnson. Then don't actually get in my team because you convinced me not to. But, you know, <laughs> less said the better um, about that. But obviously, all the, all the differentials that the panel had, they all contributed, which was absolutely class. Which is, of course, good to see. Reedy, have you got a, um, a game for us that you maybe want to uh, shed some light on? Uh, there's, a, there's a couple there, to be honest with you, that uh, the standout ones of maybe a shock result, you know, your City, your Liverpool. But from a fancy um, Premier League point of view, um, I just want to mention the Chelsea one, to be honest, because, you know, Reese James, and he deserves credit for those two goals that he scored. Um, and Chelsea were just too good for Newcastle. They really were levels above. Um, so, yeah, th- those two goals from Reese James, brilliant goals, well taken. Um, and Chelsea are just getting stronger and stronger, moving on with, you know, on and upwards. And it's going to be difficult for, for teams to kind of, with these runner fixtures that they've got, to kind of uh, keep up with them at the moment. So, that for me is the standout one. You know, on paper, the obvious ones are the City and the Liverpool results. But, yeah, I'll go for the Chelsea Newcastle game. Yeah, there were definitely a lot of shocks this week, which we didn't even mention City and Palace, which I'm surprised at, but obviously Palace with a great away win there. There's a lot of shocks, but we shall move on from the real-life stuff to the fantasy game. We'll start with our FPL Addicts Free League, and we say it all the time how good the competition is, but this just shows top of the league. We have a new leader, I believe. Max Spillett is up the top there, 729 points. Um, he's now nine clear of Shane Kelly and 10 clear of Joseph Alvarez Guru. You know, there's obviously a long way to go, but it's always nice to be top of the league. Yeah, look, it's, it's nice to see a different name at the top. 
Um, so yeah, really, uh, really big score, 60 points this week and yeah, 728 points. Yeah, it's remarkable. So uh, well done to, uh, to Max. And while, while I've got the mic on here, it would be rude of me not to highlight Daniel Pike, who is a Rovers right back. Of course, if it's associated with Rovers, of course he's in seventh. Um, but he's been out on loan, so he wasn't in the squad this morning. But uh, he's doing really well alongside the rest of the top ten, which comprises of Max, Shane, Joseph, Billy, Donal, Umar, of course, Dan, uh, Danny Maguire. We've got Polska and Greg rounding out the top ten in the free mini. So just look at that. Um, just feast your eyes on that FPL manager because there are some points there um, you know anyone would really be proud of and Max Spillett does lead the league as we say moving on to our women's mini which again we talk about every single week has some amazing amazing competition so competitive right at the top of the league uh, first year that we've run it definitely will not be the last is, as this league loads up May at top of the league 709.17 clear of Karen Spence but from then down it is really tight we've got Thasher in third we've got Lisa in fourth Batista in fifth. Poor week from Batista there, if we're being honest, but I'm sure she can bounce back. I think she's fallen a couple of spots there. Um, we've got Carmina there in sixth. So, you know, Jack, a few usual names that we're sort of getting used to now right at the top of that league. Yeah, I'll tell you something about the women's league. These girls are consistent. Um, they haven't moved much. Like May has been first and second. Karen's been first and second. They haven't budged um, in these 11 weeks, whereas, you know, we've had a bit of rotation in, your, in, the, in like the free one, the paid one, but... These girls are top of this leaderboard, and um, yeah, I can't. You know, we're trying. I think we'll try and get them on at some point during the season, just to try and you know give a bit of insight and um, yeah, a bit of advice to us. We'll move on now to the bonus bank heads. Head do it a little slightly different this week. We'll save the uh, the paid, the higher stakes till last. This is a bit of a fun one that we do, uh, just to to really take the mickey, if you will. And it's not a league that I'm doing particularly well in myself, but there are some people that are going quite well in it. If we bring up the top, Don Al, who is top of most leagues at the moment, absolutely dominating. He's top of that league. Clear of Aaron on the, on you know the version of goal difference. We've got Ali in third. Um, if we scroll down, I'm down there in you know 13. So you know I'm not having a great one. Uh, a great one reading really in this league, but I'm just scrolling down a little bit further just to find you there, mate, in, in 17. So, uh, you know, you know, us two, we're not having the best of time in this uh, in this head-to-head. No, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, it was a, it was a low-scoring um, week for a lot of fantasy managers, um, and it was a, was a, a week for differentials and stuff like that. But this league, it, it is tough. You know, your head-to-head games, there can literally be a difference of a point in it at times. Um, so yeah, it's a long season still, you know, we've got a lot of game weeks left. So similar to the draft league, it's, it, you know, there's still plenty of time to kind of climb up the table, which, uh, which, yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing mate. As, as for you, same for you, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, don't even mention the draft league. I'm going to be relegated down to the FPL championship, but the way I've gone in that, but, uh, <laughs> less said about that, the better, as I did, uh, you know, forecast before we are going to move on to the paid league. And again, it's Don Al Breslin, the man on everyone's lips at the moment. He was obviously on the on the podcast last week as the guest. Um, Seven hundred and eleven points, top of the league, clear of Jordy Wilson, who we will mention in a little bit more detail in a little while. But Matt, you know, he's just conquering everything at the moment, Donnell. Yeah, he's smashing it, and you know, he was a great guest last week, and you know, he's just doing so well. Fifty-two points again. It's a decent score this week. So, well done to, to Donal with no gain, no gain. Of course, we did say we're going to mention Geordie Wilson, obviously a former guest. And the guest curse isn't as prevalent this year um, because we've got our manager of the week being a former guest. So just look at that. 67 points, obviously net 63 with the four point hit. 
He will take the cash prize of 20 Australian dollars as we just go and analyse his team. That is, of course, thank you to Bonus Bank. And uh, and Jack, it's that man Aaron Ramsdale in net that's uh, got him the, the real big points there. Oh, God, he, he worked in favour of quite a lot of managers, but also went against a lot of managers this week. So everyone dropped him for Foster, didn't they? A lot of people, like moi. But um, yeah, Ramsdale, what a save that was. We were watching that on the watch along, weren't we? And that was just absolutely incredible acrobatical stuff, if that's a word. Um, Acrobatic. So yeah, he, that's, that's a word as well. We'll use that one too. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he looked insane diving across there and saving it. But it was good. It was great. It was solid throughout. And he's, he's looked really good in the past four weeks since he's, uh, you know, Arsenal have taken this turn with the fixtures and the results are coming in thick and fast for them. I just want to go one more thing on this team, Matt. Obviously, he's used the chip there in his bench boost. Obviously, Geordie won't be too mad with the short-term gain. Will it be long-term pain? Is this a waste of a chip or not, in your, in your opinion? Yeah, look, I did actually speak to him about it. And um, I think he, he never likes to go this early on his bench boost. But, you know, he saw some potential because there was Azpilicheta in there, you know, Mubermo from, from Brentford. So I can definitely see the logic in it. Um, I can see why he's pl played it and, you know, he's come out with some cash. So, you know, fair play to him. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Normally it's, it's those double game weeks. But, you know, at the same time, bench boost, there's there's possibly no right or wrong way. It can it can be seen as a dead chip in a way. So, um, yeah, I, I can see why, why he's played it this week. Yeah, well, I mean, he's walked away with the money, so I suppose he's not complaining too much. Someone else walking away with... A bit of money is Steve Ward. Look at this, $200 being manager of the month. You know, still a very good week this week. Um, you know, not his best. And if this isn't his best, then his best is absolutely scary. $200 he's walking away with, thanks to Bonus Bank, of course, as always. 55 points this week, contributing to a massive month, 285 points, which is 16 clear across the whole month. Um in the paid league so uh, well well clear in the end so congratulations to Steve Ward hopefully his form can continue across the season so now if we do move on to our mini league our own podcast mini league we're going to go through our own little um, scores and how we've gone uh, not as well as um, Steve of course and, and Don Al and, um, and Jordy and the likes but you know we're going to have a look at our own teams here at the moment um, some Happy, more happy to do that than others. We will start with, um, you know, the bottom placed, you know, member of the of the podcast on the pod tonight. And apologies to you, Jack. It is you. And again, you know, like a couple of us this week, bit of a woeful week if we're being honest, mate. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm happy sitting mid table in this in this podcast one at the minute, and you're you're killing me, introing me like that, I'm saying the worst of the. Uh, of the lot but you're, well, you're right Ollie. You know, i mean technically you know, you, you listen, technically you're right on, on the online tonight so yeah 35 points absolutely a dismal week um obviously a couple of big names getting getting dropped or not making the team so and um, uh, obviously i made that move with foster for ramsdale so that lost me uh, eight points in there uh diaz obviously they had a bit of a nightmare city um in, the, in their result in their fixture but yeah, so the triple up didn't go to plan. Um, you know, Grealish was, was kind of becoming a differential in a way because obviously all the hype was unfolding. And rightly so with him, but stayed with um, Grealish just to try and be a bit different. And he's he's been a bit different from what he was at Aston Villa last year. His form definitely hasn't been the same. It's a different style. Obviously, they're playing a lot more possession-based. He's not really finishing off their moves like the rest of the players, it seems. Jesus had a goal disallowed, which was really unfortunate. It did look like it was a legit one. It looked, you know, it was minimal. 
Um, Salah obviously uh, kind of uh, kept the points going for me and, and Trent showed no form like he did this morning in the Liverpool fixture. So, yeah, a, couple, a bit unlucky in a way. And, but, oh, yeah, on to note, Vardy was, uh, just didn't get the service, did he, for Leicester when we were watching on, on, um, on the watch along on Saturday. So, yeah, a couple of... Um, yeah, a couple of misses really with uh, the fixtures, with the results in there from my players, and uh, yeah, just trying to figure out where where to go and what to do from here. Yeah, I mean there is a lot of red arrows there, but you know I think the long term <laughs> plan is definitely there. The long term plan is definitely there. I see what you're doing. Obviously, you know it's one of those where it's like one step backwards, two step forward kind of thing. So you know it's one of those if you take a couple of red arrows to, to get yourself a couple of greens. So I think the long term plan is there, but this week just didn't quite work out. Again, I think the same could be said for for Chris really. Um, moving up in the league again below the average, um, slightly better rank than than Jack, but you know again another another week that you know you know we're all hoping you know we're all hoping for better than the average, and again you've, we've just fallen short um, as you have here, Chris. That's right, Ollie. Uh, it, was, it was a tough week for me, or lesson learned, if you like, um, on the back of a wild card to do uh, two. Sorry, um, I was I was scrambling right up until the last minute, as as Jack knows. Um, and I went, I did go to template, I went too naive um, and tried to play it safe, you know, thinking these these um, assets would get me the big points, you know, and the likes of Cancelo, Trent, Chilwell. I mean, Chilwell was the only one that delivered to those of those three. Um, and, you know, it was just really um, a case of bad luck for me for, for, for this week, for that on, on that wild card, because, you know, the team that I did pick on most weeks, you would expect them to, to be hitting and things like that. Um, Mount didn't obviously get a start because of his illness. Um, so, you know, there's no, I'm still happy in a sense because moving forward, that team does set me up. Um, but from a one week point point uh, or one, one week perspective, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't great with the points uh, side of things. Salah was the captain and chill. Well, the Liveramento, yet again, delivering that guy is, has proved to be an absolute bargain for most fantasy managers this year. Um, and long may it continue. So, yeah, a week to forget for me, but I am I'm looking forward to the next uh, Game Week 11 with more positivity, I suppose. I can't do any worse. Well, surely not, anyway, hopefully. Yeah, I just want to talk a little bit more about Liveramento because he's just risen again, up to 4.5. So, obviously, started at 4, but now he's at 4.5, which is absolutely crazy. So, do you think he's one that you've got to start every week? Without worrying, or do you think there's still a little bit of caution of whether to bench him just because of his starting price? Do you think that plays think, into it? Yeah, I think most managers, fancy managers, uh, look at him as a bench option because if you look at a lot of the players that fancy managers have now, they are your Trents, they are your Cancelos, your Chilwells, your Rudigers, uh, your Reese James now, of course. People are going to be bringing him in if they didn't already have him. So there's a lot of these other assets that kind of uh, are ahead in the pe- pecking order. So Livermento does suffer in that sense that he he does go into the bench, but he's that low priced still even now that um, fancy managers are too fussed about putting him on that bench. And what you do find now is as of late, you know, with things like injuries and illnesses and whatnot, he is then coming on like he did for myself, and and you are then getting uh, you are benefiting benefiting from his points anyway. So he is very much still, I think, a bench player bench player for managers, but. Uh, looking at Southampton's Southampton's next fixture, um, they've got Villa at home, who you know, uh, as we know at the moment, aren't great in terms of form. So he could be very much in in fancy managers' plans this weekend for a start. I think so that might change coming this weekend. 
as you can see on the screen there, 21% ownership just under. Villa, then Norwich. So that Norwich game, obviously Norwich are, you know, in all sorts at the moment. Then a couple of tough fixtures just after that. So it might be the one that you, you know, have to watch whether you start him or not. But I think you've got to keep him in your team long term. Now, I've obviously grilled all of you. So um, if I'm grilling everyone, then uh, I've had a poor week. So I can't be exonerated from criticism myself. So 40 points, which is ever so slightly better than, uh, than um, Jack and, and Chris, but nothing to write home about. Um, so I was really disappointed this week, especially with how well it started with that defence. Obviously, having the uh, Palace defender in Mark Gay, he works so well. Still 0.4% owned. So really glad that that differential's you know doing bits for me. Uh, my defence looks decent. Obviously, Rudiger and Liveramento um, getting clean sheets as well. Salah with the assist and then everywhere else is just really poor. So, you know, it's one of those where I took a lot of red arrows. Really disappointed with with that, of course. Um, but it's one of, the, one of those you just... Draw a line under it, move on and, and see if you can get green arrows next week for me. But I think long term, I'm happy with how this team looks, especially with Lukaku coming back after the international break. Um, I've held on to him for, for a while, so um, I'm not going to get rid of him now. Um, you know, 10% owned, so he's going to be a differential when he comes back. And if he gets you know, scoring goals, that might be a, a way up the, uh, the mini league. So again, short term pain, long term game, but hopefully it, um, it'll benefit me. In the uh, the long term, as I say, we'll move on to uh, Matt Day, the guru who has you know gone against the trend in terms of the Ecardix podcast mini, and he's had a barnstormer of a week, sixty-two net points, being sixty-six and minus the four-point hit. Guru, just talk us through this. You've had an absolutely class week, mate. Yeah, look, good week, good week this week. I can thank obviously the strike force, uh, Ronaldo. You know, he could have had more than more than the goal and the assist as well. He was unlucky not to get a couple of goals. Um, and I'm just so excited about owning Ronaldo right now. You know, possibly not so much for the City game, but definitely the Watford game in, in game week 12. I think he's just got so much more to offer uh, FPL managers. See Jimenez with, with nine points. Again, he was so unlucky not to get uh, a second goal. Um, so Jimenez is really exciting me at the moment too. Um, and then in midfield, Rafinha did the business. I held on to him with the Norwich game. Really excited about him as well with the Leicester game this week. Um, and then the double up with, with Chelsea uh, was really good. And then and Liveramento as well. And then with Alexander-Arnold, I actually took a minus four to bring him in. Um, he didn't quite perform. If, if I didn't do it and played Edward, it probably would have got me manager of the week. But um, I just think Trent had to come in now um, as a set and forget for the season anyway. So I'm, I'm not too disappointed there. Um, but yeah, good week um, for me. Um, and yeah, looking forward to, to game week 11. Hopefully some more points from... Uh, from that strike force. Yeah, obviously, like you say, you've had a good week there. That strike force, as you say, is just brilliant. 21 points across the two. Um, Jimenez is one that we weren't sure if he was going to reach his best, but uh, I'm sure you're happy holding him now for the long term, especially with the returns he's getting now. Yeah, look, I think uh, Jimenez is he's looking like Wolves Jimenez of, of two years ago right now. Um, he's looking aggressive again. Uh, he's winning, you know, he's winning all the second balls. He's getting in the box and he's really exciting for me. Uh, this Palace game this week, and then he's got the likes of Norwich and Burnley uh, in the next month. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes up for Jimenez. I think, for me, he edges it over Huang. Um, you kind of pay for what you get, I think, with strikers, and um, and Jimenez edges it for me. Yeah, I think so. I think Huang's a good option if you're looking lower budget, but I think if you've got the money, you do have to go up to a Jimenez. In my opinion, we'll move on to the Game Week 11 preview then. We're going to talk about the fixtures. We're going to go one each in terms of fixtures that we're excited about. I'll kick us off. Um, and I'm going to go with having a look at that. I think Leeds-Leicester will be an interesting game. Leeds, you know, we've had a go at them for, you know, being, you know, vulnerable in defence, but they're exciting to watch. Leicester have got a point to prove, so I think that'll be a decent game. 
on the Sunday UK time. Jack, we'll go across to you. Um, have you got a game there? I'm sure there's one that you're eyeing up um, right at the top of the screen there that you're you're buzzing with, I'm sure. Maybe if you unmuted yourself, you might be able to tell us what it is. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> My, my mistake. I'm, I'm learning off the best. I'm learning from yeah, the best, mate. Of course, mate. No stress. I'm, you I, know, I, presume, I, help in some way. I presume you're talking about the Southampton Aston Villa game, are you? Uh, yeah, mate. Absolute storm <laughs> on the South Coast, mate. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. United City. Yeah, listen. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be a belter in it. Hopefully, it's you know a belting a belting to United against them. Um, can Ronaldo step up and carry the team? Quite possibly. Is there going to be goals? Yes, because Ollie's probably going to play four at the back again and not know what he's doing. So <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know what to think. It's going to be multiple goals, both ends. I've, I've kept Jesus just in case. <laughs> Obviously, you you know, like back in the team players against my own team with uh, the Salah one the other week with Liverpool United. But yeah, listen, it's going to be good. Back on that one, Hey. Had good reason to. Had good reason to our United <laughs> yeah, play that day. It's true. It's true. I just, I'm still obviously I'm, I'm not convinced by United yet, especially after the Atlanta and, and Varane being out. So I'm expecting goals. Um, I, I was thinking of benching Diaz, but I'm not actually going to bring him back in. I reckon. Um, but the, the the threat is there from Ronaldo. I'm hoping he can uh, pop a few pass, but we'll have to see. So as he as a football fan, yeah, can't wait for the United game. Hopefully we can get some out of it. From FPL point of view, I've got no United assets at the minute, so. If City bang a few, then so be it. Of course, that game is the FPL Addicts Watch Along, which will be, you know, we'll be running the final one before the international break, uh, which will be an 11pm start Melbourne time, which is a midday start in uh, in London, I do believe, so in the UK. So uh, get yourselves over to that because it always is a good bit of banter. Uh, so get yourselves over there. Saturday night, Melbourne time. Matt, we'll go over to you then uh, to talk about another game. What have you got? It's going to be Everton versus Spurs for me. I think Conte in, um, you know, the anticipation and, and the hype. Plus, you know, there's been a lot of talk this week about Kane, Son. You know, do we need them in our sides? Are we going to bring them in our sides? And this is our first look at you know, potentially a re-energised uh, Spurs in the Premier League. So I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, what do you think about the whole Antonio Conte situation? Obviously, we've talked about it at length across various social uh, pages, across Twitter Spaces and the like. So, what are your what are your thoughts on Conte? Will he will he revitalise Tottenham, or will it just be same old bottle job Spurs? <laughs> well, we won't be losing seven 0 to the likes of Fulham anyway. But um, I'll have a day yeah. off. <laughs> um, you know what? I think I, I think he's going to re-energise uh, the Spurs team. We were so flat under Nuno; um, it was it was awful, awful to watch. Um, I'm actually uh, think I think Conte will come in and um, yeah steady the ship. He'll he'll pick up some results, and it's a good run of games for him early on. So um, I'm actually quite confident with uh, with Conte. A lot more confident than I was under Nuno, and and a lot more confident than I was under Jose Mourinho. So um, yeah, really excited for for Conte to come in. Of course, you would be. Obviously, new manager bounce could be present at Goodison Park. So let's see how Spurs go, and that might be the first uh, first real look at we that we get as um, at Tottenham assets um, in a revitalised team under a new manager. Um, but it will be interesting to see how we go. Reedy, over to you then for the uh, the final analysis of, of a fixture. Are you going to go with West Ham Liverpool? Or are you looking elsewhere? I will go with that game. Um, I think amongst all those games there, it's it's more of the standout one. Um, as we know, West Ham are doing really well this season. You know, a lot of their assets are kind of um, delivering for managers, and it's going to be an interesting fixture. 
Uh, Antonio's still going. His hand, hamstrings haven't gone quite, quite, quite yet. And uh, fancy managers are kind of in that uh, limbo whether to to bench him or to start him. So I expect Liverpool, after, especially after last night's performance, to go all out again. Uh, we generally do play well against West Ham. So I think that'll be a nice fixture to round off the uh, the weekend, basically. Be nice. Yeah, definitely one you can look at. In terms of the FPL, though, in terms of our transfers, mate, Reader, we'll go back to you. What transfers are you making this week and who will your captain be? I've heard of that guy, Elliot Craig. He once uh, used to use the phrase, roll over. Um, and that's, Where's that's, he been? That's me for this week, yeah. No hits, you've got, the hitman. You've, you've got no idea what a rollover is, Reedy. Really. Listen, the hitman is having a day off, believe it or not. Um, he's, he's, got on he's on holiday. He's on holiday. Um, so, no hits for me. I've already said this previously. I'm sticking to it. I've looked at my team and do you know what? There's no moves that I want to make where I think it's going to make a huge, huge difference and, and get me a, a massive score. Like, um, it's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, again, man down at the bottom there. I used to use that quite quite a lot last year. But it is true. It, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm not you, making any moves. You don't, you don't believe your own words that you're saying. No, so you, sound, you sound really good, mate. Yeah, but we're we're, we're going to get the guru to send you some ideas. Look, some look, at, look, at, that, look at that guy there trying to get in my head already. But uh, no, it's not <laughs> happening. Um, there's, there's no chance whatsoever. My team's already set. It's done. Pending press conferences. Um, but even, even with that, uh, I've got my subs there as well to kind of come in. Um, the team is done for me. And I'm saving that transfer. I'll get me a, another transfer for after the international break. I'm being boring, guys. I, you know, I have... I see what you're saying there, Jack. You know, expecting me to go listen, eight hit, eight point hit this week, boys. You know, it's it's going again. I'm bringing in Son, you know, I'm bringing in Ronaldo or whatever. But unfortunately, not. Um, unfortunately, not. So roll over for me. Yeah, you know, while we're at it, I'm also going to go with the old marvelous Nakamba strategy, and I'll be rolling over myself. If you haven't seen that video, go and worth, uh, go and watch it. It's worth a watch. Just marvelous Nakamba just rolling around on the floor. But I think that will. Uh, you know, be a lot of FPL managers this week rolling over. I'll be doing exactly the same, giving myself two free transfers for the next game week after the international break. Jack, are you following the trend or booking it? No, I've made a move already. I brought Son in. This is this is it now. Sonny's back in. I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. So stay true to my word, unlike Reedy. I'm going to, um, you know, I'll follow it through and go, yeah, Son, Son's in. So I've, got, I've still got one transfer left. So I'll, I'll probably leave it. But I am debating about these Chelsea assets. I think this is... Just a bit of a headache. I've got Aspi in my team. Everyone shipped him out. Uh, I feel like I'm missing. I'm getting a bit of FOMO. You know, not having you know Chilwell or James in. You know, so I think I'm probably going to bring Chilwell and use that last transfer in. So still debating that. Um, and I'll yeah, I'll take it to the press conference conferences and then yeah, bring him in. But no hits from me. I'm just using free transfers. Read if you know what they are. So in other words, what he means there, Ollie, is he's taking a minus for me. <laughs> Uh, it's weird. Roles have, you know, roles have reversed. They've, they've changed. They've switched around, and uh, you know the hitman is uh, no longer for the week. Uh, Guru, what about your transfers, mate? How are you looking? Doing the Elliot Craig as well. It's going to be a rollover for me, unless something happens in the uh, um, Europa League or Europa Conference with any potential injuries. Um, yeah, then it's probably going to be a rollover. Um, international break, I think. Um, you know, there's going to be twists and turns in that. So, yeah, rollover for me more than likely. 
of course, you know, he is not invisible, Elliot Craig. He is here in the comments, but, um, you know, you know, most of us are adopting that rollover strategy that he popularised last season. In terms of captain choices, do we all agree that um, Salah is the unanimous captain choice or is any one of us going any different? Ben Chilwell is someone I've considered. Um, it is someone I've cons considered. I mean, Salah's the one. If I don't captain Salah and, uh, you know, he delivers against West Ham. Uh, he didn't score last night in the Champions League against Atletico. Had a couple of chances. Um, but I just think now is the time, if you are going to take a risk with with the, with the Chelsea fixture, they've got Burnley, it could be an option. Chilwell as well also came out and said he was disappointed he never scored um, for Chelsea against, um, against um, Newcastle in that last fixture. So I am thinking about it. I definitely, definitely considering it. Um, so that, that for me, is the decision I'm going to leave to the very last minute, um, personally. But I, I assume you guys are all going to go with Salah, aren't you? I'm on Salah. Salah. Yeah. Salah. Good stuff. I think that's a good choice. Salah might get rested, to be honest. So Go, go, um, no, go differential reading. Go with differential reading. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. You take the minus four, so you won't be able to catch me anyway, Jack, so it won't matter. Reed, you need all the help you can get, mate. Don't worry about when, that. When, when Sonny bags his hat-trick this week, mate, just watch. <laughs> well, that's the wraps of our transfers and captains for game week 11. Now we move on to the guest section and we've got one half of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast in the comments in, uh, in demo here. And we've got the other one on our podcast, the wonderful Quentin Dunn from the Amateurs of Oz podcast. Quentin, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you, fellas? Yeah, very, very well. Of course, myself and Matt have both featured on the FPL of Amateurs podcast in recent weeks. So go over and check uh, them out on Spotify if you uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't checked them out already, Twitter handle is on the screen. Go give them a follow. They are both a couple of top, top lads and they do a pretty decent podcast as well, if I may say so. Um, but of course, you've started this um, so well this season, you know, eight uh, seasons of FPL on your CV and 41st in our free mini, which is decent considering the amount of people in there. Um, so, um, of course, you know, we've got to have high caliber guests and we definitely have one here. But let's get into it. We'll start with a bit of a debrief on your season so far. In the first 10 game weeks of the season, how are you tracking in terms of are you better or worse than last season? And what are the expectations for the season, you know, as it unfolds? Yeah, no, I'm actually going, it's probably the best I've been sort of on my eight years doing FPL this year. So, Last year, I sort of started, I think I was about 300K at the same stage last season, but um, I kind of made a few bad decisions and went downhill and kind of lost a bit of interest. So I think I ended up finishing about a million and a million one thousand or something like that. Um, but this season, I've actually paid more attention. And now that I'm doing content, I feel like I need to put in a bit more effort so I can be a bit more respectable <laughs> if I'm giving people advice. So um, the last two weeks um, is pretty much reminded me of that hit song, Britney Spears, uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time. So I've had two consecutive minus fours doing my best reading. So. <laughs> doing it your was, best um... reading. We need to adopt that, I think. <laughs> but, um, yeah, made a couple of bad decisions the other week after our pod. Ollie, I sort of uh, cracked under the pressure and bought in Lukaku that night and, um, yeah, he got injured literally that morning. So I kind of went against um, getting Aubameyang. So then I took the minus four to get in Chilwell just because I wanted to sort of have that Chelsea asset. And 
yeah, then it just flow on effect and had to get the minus four the following week so I could get in all Barmy Yang. So <laughs> it was a bit yeah, of a domino a bit mental there. Yeah, that's the way it works right. sometimes. I think we need to get we need to get Reed in a wig to uh, to be our Britney Spears on the podcast next week. That might be something that we'll have to uh, to sort out because that is an unbelievable call from you, Quentin. Absolutely love it. Um, but you're celebrating eight seasons as an FPL manager, and I'm pretty sure Jack's put this in our document here. But he says that you're more qualified than Oleg and Solskjaer. So in terms of that, um, <laughs> what kind of FPL manager are you, and how do you play the game? I noticed that you played the uh, the free hit game week two, so you you know using a few chips already this season. But how do you play uh, usually? Um, this year I've decided to sort of do like the template, maybe the template seven plays and then sort of pick my three to four differential plays. As you can see, um, we've got the Obama Yang, I've got Siren goals, got Jimenez up front and, um, throughout the year, I sort of got in gray at the start of the year. I think it was only 0.9% owned. So he looked really good in preseason. So he did his job for me early on in the season, but yeah, I sort of try not to stick to template. It's a bit boring, I guess. I mean, you know, people are going good doing the template, but I like to mix it up a bit. And, you know, I have a few outlandish calls on my podcast, Ollie. So. That's the way. That's that's the way to do it. No, I'm pretty sure I've um, got anyone in to be able to talk about Kenny McLean this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> Norwich. Norwich. That was unbelievable. I don't know how he got a mention, but he did. <laughs> Um, so, obviously, yeah. on, on, on the subject of United, obviously, Quentin, obviously a big United fan, both of us. Um, let's talk a bit of shop about Oli and, and the team there. What are you thinking about Ronaldo, his impacts, how he's going going forward? Uh, and obviously, United uh, as a whole, what, what do you think with the fixture swing and stuff? Are you, are you hopeful? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit optimistic. I think um, Ronaldo's playing like he's got an infinity stone at the moment. You know, he's probably going to be 45 and still banging in goals. So. Um, I'm sort of not like a lot of the other United fans aren't sort of too happy that we sort of got him in and that, but I think going forward, the signs there of the new formation will look a bit better, but still a little bit shaky at the back. But I think that's because Maguire is sort of still doing what he does best. So, <laughs> but I think as a FPL point of view, I think, um, when their fixtures, I think round 15, I think they turn, yeah, absolutely. Sort of depends how you look at it. Yeah, depends how you look at it, isn't it? I mean, you know, gone are the days where you know all, all seasons green. Now, now we've got a couple of dodgy ones. Nah, not a not anymore. I mean, I could back probably Ronaldo scoring a goal against City this weekend. But yeah, sort of. I guess if you're wanting to maximise the return, I'd probably wait till week fifteen. Um, I'm sort of looking at Bruno Fernandez instead of Ronaldo, just because he is getting sort of. Uh, he's doing more on the field than what Ronaldo is, but he's not really getting the fantasy return. But if you do have Ronaldo, I probably wouldn't be um, getting him out. I think you just stick now to week 27. Yeah, fair enough. Good stuff, Quentin. Back in us to come good, mate. I'm back in us. Uh, it sounds very positive to United fans, both deluded as usual. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, so, Good to uh, good to have you on the pod, Quentin. Uh, top man, top man. And uh, just want to ask you basically about that Abamyang pick that you've made there. You know, he came in your team last week. Um, didn't hit. Will he be staying? Yeah, I said my plan is to keep him in until at least uh, that week 15 and then I'll be downgrading him so I can get in like a Renato or Fernandez. But last week, if he didn't try that um, ridiculous bicycle kick in his head at the ball, he would have had a goal, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we lo- we love to see a bicycle kick, don't we? But you know, more or less, uh, if they pay off, that that'd be uh, much nicer for us. Um, but he's got a great fixture against Watford this week, so that's 
something that obviously you're gonna you're gonna consider. And um, just quickly on the back of before my next question is: Are you gonna? W- would you potentially consider captain him against Watford or not? Yeah, I'm back in. Uh... Aubameyang uh, to get a return this week and Arsenal to do Fulham and get a 7-0 win against Watford this week. Oof, big call, big call, mate. But one of one of Ollie's favourite players in, in you know, um, in Burnley's uh, corner um, has come in this week for you. Um, so, you know, who have you, you know, um, why have you chosen him? You know, what's the reason for you choosing him? You know, he's a bit of a, bit of a razzler, so to speak. Uh, a bit of a flair player that Burnley maybe have been lacking and missing. Um, so yeah, why why did you go with him? Why have you chosen? Um, yeah, I got him in my draft league this week. I'm in a draft comp with Ollie, and Ollie was the waiver pick before me, so I knew he wasn't going to pick him up. So um, after watching him in the French league last year, he's he's an absolute razzler, and I said I was surprised he signed for Burnley because it's Burnley, but um, they seem to give him a role where he just roams all over the field and does what he wants. So. I think with their fixtures, he's going to like get an absolute haul the next probably three to four weeks. And I'm sort of, I'm probably going to have to maybe get him into my classic side, but we'll see who I get out. Sort of, I'm not sure who I should get out at the moment. So I want Gallagher to stay at least for the next few weeks. So yeah, we'll I think that's a great decision, and I think he is someone that you can seriously consider for your for your classic teammate. I think uh, that guy is almost like a shoot on sight type of player. Uh, he's not f- afraid of, of taking those shots and those those. Uh, he's certainly got the ability to anyway, mate. So a lot to consider for you, Quinton. It's a guru here, and it's great to have you on uh, on our podcast, mate. Um, yeah. Can you share a player or two on your watch list for the listeners who you're looking at bringing in and why? And I think I've got an idea as to who a couple of these are going to be, but if you could share them with everyone, that would be great, mate. Um, I'm sort of looking at Cucurella from Brighton for their um, fixture run. I think they've got about five or six decent fixtures. Um, he's a bit more expensive, but last year in the Spanish League, he played wing, and he's pretty much playing wing right now with a little bit of defensive duty. So he, if Brighton, I think if they get their attack all together, I'm pretty sure he's... He's going to be have his hand in a few assists there, and um, he has cool hairstyle too, so that's another bonus. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a good second, shout. That one, that's a good shout. And and the second one is obviously Redmond. I still I'm still backing him. I still think he's a, a good asset for Southampton's run if you're not going Brohar or Adam Armstrong. So alongside Livermento, I think you could nearly do a double up with Southampton. Oh, good stuff, mate. And. Um... That some managers have missed out on these Chelsea defensive asset halls. Um, so, what would you say now if they've missed it? Do they get James and, and Chilwell in, for example? You know, are they must-haves. What do you think on that one? I think Chilwell's the best defensive asset from Chelsea. I sort of likened him to a discount Trent Alexander-Arnold. Sort of, you're getting pretty much nearly the same same play for about a million and a half cheaper. And I think a lot of people are doing the double up with Reese James as well, but I don't really like that double up just because if Chelsea shit the bed, you, you you know, you've got two blanks pretty much, but there is a positive where if you have both and then like last week, they both fall. So yeah. But I, if, if you don't have Reese James, I definitely, if you don't want to spend the money to get in Chua, I'd definitely be getting him in. So you're not keen on the, uh, on the triple up then Quinton, the James Rudiger no. Chilwell. No, nah, not a fan. I'd, no. I'd probably go Mendy over uh, Reese James or, Rubiger. Good stuff. So what are your plans heading into this game week? Your transfers and your captain? 
Um, we're going to do the Elliot Craig and do the rollover this week, I think. And uh, <laughs> He's in everyone's head, isn't he, Elliot? He's not here, but he's getting in everyone's head. Um, and I think Aubameyang's going to be my captain. I'll, I'll see. I mean, there's going to be a million people uh, in my DMs telling me um, that I'm silly. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. The pressure might get to me and I'll go Salah again, but see how we go. Yeah, awesome, I've got mate, reliable word on Elliot that he'll be back after the international break on these podcasts. So, uh, you know, he's getting in everyone's head and the sooner we'll be uh, back on the podcast as well, which is uh, is good to see. But uh, before we round off this uh, little question, you know, Q&A section, Quentin, we do have a game here that we play every single week, a bit of this or that. So you've got 30 seconds, time it is up on the screen. As you see, you'll be given two options and you've just got to pick between the two. All good? Yep. Right, let's get going. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or Mourinho? <sighs> Well, um, Ollie. You have to push it for an answer. Uh, Jesus or Antonio? Antonio. Uh, Trent or Cancelo? Trent. Kane or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Sanchez or Ramsdale? Ramsdale. Chilwell or Reese James? Chilwell. Gallagher or Smith Rowe? Oh, Gallagher all day. Jimenez or Bamford? Jimenez. Rafinha or Foden? Rafinha. Quentin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on uh, this uh, guest section. Oh, uh, mate, you know, best of luck with uh, all the FPL season going forward. Where can we find your content? Uh, just head over to my Twitter page, uh, FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz. I've got all my links to our podcast, which is on all platforms. We've got the website there as well. We sort of post the weekly article. Um, and my co-host Damo usually posts um, his gibberish on there as well. So if uh, you've got any interest in that. <laughs> um, yeah. And also I might just point out uh, every guest that comes on our pod um, absolutely hauls that week. So if anyone's interested um, and you want a green arrow, just come on our podcast. Yeah, just quickly on, on, on Damo, he's been saying this has been giving Quentin hell. So, uh, you know, at least the, uh, the the better half of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast is backing me up in the comments, which is good to see. But no, on a serious note, Quentin, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. So uh, cheers for coming on. No worries. Thank you. So now moving on to the guru section, the information part of the podcast, of course, where the guru does his work, does a fine job at it too. And we've got it. It's time for it this week. Guru, take it away, my mate. Thanks, Ollie. And um, as usual, we do our ones to watch to begin with. And I'm going to go with Sony's and Reedy's team, actually. I think I'm going to go with hudson Adoy against Burnley, 0.5% owned. A little bit worried because he did play in the Champions League, but... You know, I still think the way he's playing, it's hard to drop him right now. Uh, great fixture for Chelsea. Uh, so he is one of my differential picks in that game. Another one I'm going to go with Trossard from Brighton at home to Newcastle. He got nine points against Liverpool. He's 1.4% owned. I think he's a really good choice uh, for this game week. Um, and then another one I'm going to go with a Brentford defender, uh, Ethan Pinnock. He's 4.7 million. Uh, so he's, he's rose in price this season. He did start at 4.5. He's had 4.2 points per game. And with this Norwich fixture, 6.4% selected. I think he's a really, uh, really good pick for this weekend. 
of course. Yeah, Ethan Pinnock, another one from the Championship. But you know, you know how much I like these Championship players that come up to the Premier League and do their thing. And Pinnock is one of those, definitely for sure, that I can get behind. He's a quality player, quality centre half, and doing very, very well for Brentford at the moment. Moving on to your captain shouts, a few obvious ones in here, but um, take them away. I think there's a couple that we've mentioned already. Yes, Salah for me is obviously the, the number one. You know, he's got an unbelievable record against West Ham. He's got nine goals in eight games. Um, I can see him doing doing it again. I think Liverpool, you know, they, they score every week um, and they normally score in numbers. Um, I, I think they'll get a, a couple of goals in this game, uh, despite West Ham obviously being a really strong side this season. So Salah um, and then Chilwell, I think is a good option, of course. Um, and then also Reese James, uh, just for something a bit different. Um, and I think that they're probably the three key captains for me. Yeah, I think they're fair ones. You know, as we say, we've mentioned those, you know, at length already. But um, you know, we may as well mention them again here. Get them in the uh, in the same part of the uh, the podcast. So uh, definitely worth going with. In terms of three teams, again, we've mentioned all three of them already in this guru section. But um, you can maybe shed a little bit more light as to as to who they are and why. You know, I'll, I'll go with Brentford uh, just because of the fixture against Norwich. I know Brentford have a few injuries, um, but I still expect them to win that one. Um, I'll go with Chelsea against Burnley and I'll back Arsenal against Watford this week. Um, and I'll probably say Aubameyang is, is a curveball captain as well, which um, obviously Quinton's done that, is going to be doing that himself. So I think that's a pretty good curveball. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's you know, it's definitely one you can look at for sure. The three teams there definitely could be on to one. Aubameyang, you mentioned, is your curveball captain. So he might be one that you could go with. In terms of your watch list, you've got one player on there who you talked a lot about last week, a... Uh, you know, Leeds striker that's, you know, come from Wigan's Academy and done really well for, for Leeds. He's the first one you've got there. So talk to us a bit about him. Is that um, the Gerhardt, do you mean? It is Gerhardt. Yeah, Joe Gerhardt. Yeah, Gerhardt. Sorry, that, that's, uh, I think you're reading off last week's watch list there, there, Ollie. That's the only um, one that's there. So um, yeah. we're going to can move on uh, yeah jack's going to quickly update that one for us so uh, again but um we can move on for the moment um we scroll down have you got we'll just wait for that john just to quickly update but who who are on your watch list who is on your watch list and um, why um i'd say uh, other watch list ones this week i'm actually really liking jimenez um obviously he's in my team um, so Jimenez, I think, away at Palace is a really good choice. So he's scoring for fun. He's got four returns and five. Um, so really liking him. Liking the look of Wolves as well under the, their new manager. Um, so he is one for me. Um, I really think Son is another good choice as well with Conte coming in. Um, Jack will be happy to hear that because he's in his side this week. Um, so Son for me, he's got a great record against Everton. A couple of years ago, I remember Spurs went to Goodison. They won 6-2. Son did get, I think it was a 21-point haul that day. Um, he's got a great record against them. So is Harry Kane. So I'd probably say they're both on my watch list, Kane and Son, uh, along with Jimenez. Yeah, definitely one you can look at. In terms of your Scout 11, how will people be able to access that? So to access the Scout 11, just head to our FPL Addicts YouTube channel, FPL underscore Addicts, and it's going to have the Scout 11 on there. It's got my team selection for the week. Um, as well and you can access all of our content on there brilliant stuff guru great guru section as always thanks ollie
So we are now going to welcome back Quentin from the FPL Amateurs of Oz pod, podcast, rather, uh, who's got a question for the panel. What is it, Quentin? Um, we did this on the pod last night, so I thought it might be interesting to see everyone's take on it. Um, got to pick the perfect footballer. You're only allowed to pick one player per category. So your categories are football brain, X factor, looks, defense, and shooting. So far away. That was one that we discussed. I had looks, I think. So I'm, I'm going to not base it on like physical. I'm going to base it on physique, I think, which makes it easier. And it's probably more important to a footballer. And, you know, he's one for multiple categories, but I think I've got to take Cristiano Ronaldo here. Um, I'm only going to talk about players that I've seen play. I don't want to be going too far into the past and talk about, you know, all the players that I haven't really seen play. But Cristiano Ronaldo, in terms of physique, in terms of longevity, he is unbelievable. Built like a machine. Still scoring goals for Man United, so I think that's the most obvious one for uh, for mine. For uh, for sure, I would think. I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump in here as well. Um, so I, I think I took uh, what was it? The uh, where is it? Football brain. So obviously, as you know, football intelligence such a big part of the game. Chris Reed has got this. Um, he's not my pick though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I've picked football intelligence. I'm going to pick a bit of a left field one. Uh, I always go back to United, and it's definitely not Luke Chadwick, Guru. Uh, this is Teddy, <laughs> Teddy Sheringham. So the Guru will appreciate yeah, that. It's a great choice. It's a great Te- choice. Teddy Sheringham, absolute huge part of United history with the Champions League in particular, but also with England. Um, that guy was f- five steps ahead of everybody on the pitch, 10 seconds ahead. If you know the ability, I think Dennis Burkham is very similar in this one, but yeah, uh, Teddy Sheringham, he was. Uh, he had 360 around the pitch, knew what was going on at any moment. Didn't have pace, wasn't the biggest, uh, but yeah, football brain. Yeah, I've, I, I'll go with my uh, my two that I've got, which is uh, X Factor and, and shooting. Uh, for me, X Factor is going to be Lionel Messi. You know, what more can you say? The guy just loves it, doesn't he? Dribbles, shooting, free kicks, penalty. Just regularly pulling people's pants down for a laugh. So, um, yeah, I'll go with him and shooting. Um, I'll go with a bit of an old school one here, and it's a man called Alan Shearer, famous for doing his uh, celebration, you know, putting his arm up and whatnot. But that guy could could shoot. He knew where the back of the net was. Really, um, it was you know what I was. Good. It was a toss up really between him and a bit of an unorthodox one, Matt Letitia. That guy used to just oh. come up with goals, um, ridiculous goals for some reason, um, and he was maybe a little bit sort of. Um, not as not as um, seen in the same sort of class as Alan Shearer, but Alan Shearer. What what else can I say, really? Um, Guru, you might have to mention uh, who you picked as the uh, looks last night, the goalkeeper, the French masseuse. I went Fulham's finest, ex-Spurs, Gatsaniga, clean sheet against Rovers last night, I believe, in an absolute... He was on the bench, mate, so, pipe down. Was he, he was on, on the, the bench, bench mate? Was he on the, down, he was part, on the bench? He was still part of the squad, but yeah, it's got to be Gatsaniga. If you haven't seen him, you know, my missus absolutely loves him. Um, and I also said uh, David Ginola was, uh, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he was the nineties, you know, wet dream for a lot of women. So unbelievable. <laughs> 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 well, uh, moving on swiftly, um, I saw a defence of this one. So, um, the, the, you know, I like I say, I only want to do players that I've seen play because I can't go back and, you know, because I didn't watch Maldini or, or anything like that play. So I'm going to go with the best defender that I've ever seen, and that's Virgil van Dijk. He is absolutely unbelievable. 
There are absolute class, you know, class defenders that I've seen play, but Virgil van Dijk... Better, better than real Ferdinand? It's a tough one. I think Virgil van Dijk is the best centre-back that I've ever seen. How is that yes, tough? It is. So it is. It no, is. Virgil two, van Dijk is played two, unbelievable. He's played for like two hey, seasons. What are hey, you talking hey, about? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. doesn't matter for me. I think Virgil van Dijk is the best defender I've ever seen. Uh, you know, I think Vidic, Vidic is close. Vidic is close. He was quality, but I think Virgil was unbelievable. John Terry deserves a mention, but but I'm taking I'm taking Virgil van Dijk. John, John Terry doesn't deserve a mention. <laughs> he does. He does. Hey, it's oh, my opinion get, here, mate. It's my we're opinion. Yeah, we're going to end the pod anyway. Quentin, great for you to pop back on and hang on for that question, mate. Um, I think it's great that imagine that player then. Oof. Real Ferdinand no, defender, Alan Shearer goals. Teddy yeah. Sheringham brain. I mean, imagine, you could even, you could even put that into it. Imagine that as a five-a-side team. Luke, or, Luke or six-a-side team. team. That'd, be, <laughs> that'd be some team, wouldn't it? I'm in the middle of doing my uh, top not 11 as well, so I'll put that up on Twitter and he's going to have a look. Cheers, Quality. Look forward to it. So that now will wrap up the FPL Addicts Game Week 11 podcast. An absolutely class one, as always. Thanks to Jack, to uh, the Guru, and to Chris uh, for uh, for joining us here. Make sure that you do look back onto our playlist for Game Week 11 because there is a lot to go through. You've got your Scout 11, Team Selection, and you've, of course, got this wonderful podcast that we've recorded. So go back and uh, watch all those videos because there is a lot of content here on the FPL Addicts YouTube channel. Go and subscribe to the YouTube channel for, uh, for more content from us. Hit the notification bell if you have enjoyed it. And go follow all of us on Twitter. All of our handles are on the screen. This has been the FPL Addicts Game Week 11 podcast, sponsored by Bonus Bank and powered by Esports Live. May all your FPL dreams come true, and we will see you after the international break. Bye for now.